Guys, Happy New Year. Tyson here for the Relaxed Running Podcast. I'm going to do something a little bit different today. I, uh, I'm usually on here with a, with a guest. I, I usually like to just reach out to different people in the running world to, to suss out. I just want to pick their brain. I want to just tap into to what it is that they do to make their running a more enjoyable experience, a more efficient experience. If you've been around for a while, you know that there's a uh, there's a heap of you know physios and elite runners and um, exercise physiologists and dietitians and the the list goes on. So we uh, we're usually interviewing. So if you're here for the first time, this is a little bit out of the ordinary. This is a, a new little uh, podcast setup as well. I say podcast. I'm in my bedroom. We've just moved down to Point Lonsdale, um, which is a, a coastal town, a couple of hours outside of Melbourne. So things are just slowly starting to to get set up. So I've got like a natural light coming at me here so i hope this lighting looks fantastic um this is something that i I thought i might just do from from time to time i've had the last couple of weeks off just because you know it's the time of year try and put my feet up this time of year um didn't have any particular interviews lined up so i thought i was actually inspired by a conversation i had with one of the relaxed running members about marathon training the other day to uh to, to just do a little segment um fairly short fairly sweet hopefully 20 to 30 minutes on on marathon preparation because i think it's something that even even myself i've been in the sport now for for 20 years marathon preparation it's a funny one because it's it's distance running but it's sort of distance running to its extreme you might be you know just training to get fit or you might be training to run around the block but when it comes to a pretty serious endurance event like the marathon you want to make sure that there's a few things in place and uh for any of you who have been here for you know a a little while you've probably heard my marathon story. For those of you who haven't heard it, I um so I was a, I was a former middle distance runner. I was better on the track. I'd run. Uh, I wasn't world class, but I was I was fairly competitive in Australia. I'd run three forty nine for fifteen hundred. I've run eight ten for three k. I think I ran fourteen twenty four for five k, and a, and a bit over thirty minutes for for ten k on the road. But the marathon was was something that I I never really tackled seriously when I was competing as a as a distance runner it was more something I dabbled with a couple of years ago and man for a bloke who has spent so much time in the distance running world you would have thought I would have taken some of these things I'm going to share with you today a a little bit more seriously because I knew getting into it that the marathon was a serious event just like I'd spoken about a second ago but I I maybe got too caught up on the short sharp fast work and um, just trying to run fast over short periods of time and just I got lazy and started to assume that um that I was probably going to be right to run real, real quick come race day. And I went out with that mindset. I went out fast. Um, originally, my goal was to break three hours for the marathon, which is a, which is a solid time. Um, definitely not world-class, but it's a, it's a good time for, for someone who's trying to have a good crack at a marathon. As time went on, a couple of my sessions, they started to go fairly well. And a couple of the blokes I was running with were like, Tyson, mate, I reckon you're in better form than what you're talking about here. So I reckon you got to aim to run sub 250. And I thought, oh, it went to my head. I started to get excited. I thought, all right, if you reckon I can run 250, surely I'm faster than what you think I am. So I went out that marathon day, Melbourne Marathon 2018. I, uh, I've got photos which I don't like to look at because uh, I went out in hour 19 and I felt like the king. I was like, oh my gosh, like marathon is my event. I cannot believe how good at this event I am. Um, I was having a chat with the pack around me. I was lapping up the atmosphere. I was thinking, I've just nailed this. This is fantastic. Then about 23Ks. Oh my gosh. I, I've i heard people talk about hitting the wall. I, I didn't know it could happen so quickly. And I'm sure there's, there's people out here, um, people listening to this podcast, who you might have had this experience before, but isn't hitting the wall a bitch? It is, I 
went from 19K or 21K in an hour 19, thinking, I'm gonna negative split this and run two hours 35 and just mark myself as a marathon man. Didn't, ha didn't happen that way. 25Ks, I was climbing stairs big time. 30K, I remember I had this like little 60 year old granny lady running past me. She looked fit, but it's just not, it's not inspiring to see like a 60 year old anyone run past you at that stage in a marathon. Um, so with that said, after having a chat to Jody, who is a relaxed running member a couple of days ago about her marathon training plan, I thought I'll just share with you some simple practical things that if I could go back and just have my time again, I would do differently. These are inspired. I was, I was having a bit of a think this morning. I was sipping my coffee and thinking about, all right, like what are the things I would change? But then I also had a bit of a flat, uh, a bit of a, um, what do you say? Flashback? Flat? Reflect. I was reflecting on some of the episodes that I had with marathon runners and marathon coaches and um, I just took down a few notes that I thought might be uh, super helpful for you. Obviously, this is take. if you like some of it, take it. If some of it doesn't work for you, don't take it. The, the thing with a marathon is a lot of it's trial and error. So what works for someone might not work for you, vice versa. So if something I said just doesn't sound like it's going to work for you, don't feel like this is gospel. This is more a reflection on my own experience, but also a reflection on some of the most common things that uh, people that I've spoken to have brought up. So excuse me looking over at my notepad here if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, but this is uh, no particular order as well. I've just jotted down some some particular points. So um, let's start with, with number one, all right? Kick off 2021 in style. The first thing that I would do differently um, if I had another crack at a marathon, which I'm not ruling out, but I'm too busy trying to build muscle in the gym right now, so marathon is not on the on the books. <laughs> I would I would really target having a a good solid training plan. When I say training plan, I mean I, I mentioned before that when you're when you're preparing for a, a shorter race, I think all you really want to do is just get fitness. But, but, but with a marathon, you you don't just need fitness; you need a good solid amount of endurance. So there's a few things on your training plan that you, you want to look at. And uh, my biggest problem was when I when I did my last marathon, for some stupid reason, my longest run, my one and only longest run before the marathon was a 30K run. And I, I did it pretty quick and I thought, yeah, I'll be able to do that for another 12K, I'm fine. But um, all throughout the week, it was quite short, sharp stuff. I was doing 20 minute tempos and thresholds and maybe six by a K a couple of times a week, but there just wasn't enough volume. So uh, on reflection, this is this is what I was thinking. So for a Sunday, I would really prioritize that long run. Now, depending on your fitness level, depending on your time frame, is going to dictate how far it is you're you're going to run for that long run. If you're just gradually building up throughout the year, like if you want to keep that long run sort of fifteen to twenty one k, I think that's a really good foundation to build on. It's not essential, but it's a good foundation. And then sort of 12 or 16 weeks before, with that foundation in your legs, I would encourage you to, to start really stretching that out a little bit. So you might um, be used to running 16 or, or 20K for your long run throughout the year. But then 12, 16 weeks out, you think, all right, I've got to start implementing some longer runs. So you might build up to, to 21K to 24K, hold it there for one or two weeks. 27K, hold it there for one or two weeks. Once you feel like your body's adjusting to those longer runs, you can start to stretch it out. Um, personally, if I could go back again, I would make sure my long runs were about uh, 30Ks fairly consistently, about sort of 12 to 16 weeks out. So that four-week block, I would be aiming to run 30Ks fairly consistently. And then I would, I would personally like to just really target a week about six to eight weeks out from the marathon 
where I run sort of 35 to 38K. Not fast, um, but just to spend that time on your legs, just to know that you can you can run that far. I think it's a nice confidence booster. I know Sean Crichton, I spoke to him in one of the earlier episodes of this podcast, and he was saying before he broke the, I think it was the over 50s marathon record, where he ran two hours 29, he, he actually went out for like a 50K run about eight weeks before his marathon. He said psychologically, that was just a really nice thing. Um, Monday, I would always just make a, a nice easy day. So easy is is a jog. So an easy run or a jog, same thing. Um, now, depending on, on how fit you are, you just can't give generic advice with stuff like this because depending on how fit you are, how fast you are is going to dictate how fast those runs are. But I generally say like an easy run or a jog is you're operating at about a four out of 10. So if you've gone for 45 minutes, you might start to get tired, but you're not on your hands and knees. You're not gasping for air at the end of it. So that's the kind of pace that you want to operate at. Tuesday is where I would introduce some some longer some longer reps. I'm just admiring. There's a couple of runners going past here outside my front window. So I'm, I'm just assessing technique as I do this podcast. So forgive me for that. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, the Tuesday sessions was one where I, I think I got so caught up on on short, sharp, like trying to be trying to be too fast. I was training essentially like a five k runner. If I could go back again, I would probably do these sessions like a maybe a twenty minute warm up, and then a real core session might be four by two k or three by three k or eight by one k with about a ninety second recovery. The reason for that is I, I was getting too caught up on doing sort of 600 reps, getting down to the track and, and still running, but just not really building that good solid endurance in my legs. So if you could make that a pretty stock standard session for a Tuesday, I think that's a great place to start as well. Wednesday would always be my, my second longer run of the week. So your traditional Aussie structure, you've got your Sunday long run, your Wednesday is your second longest run. So um, for, for me, I would probably throughout the year keep that at about 60 minutes. Um, that's myself. If, if you're just building up to it, maybe your current run's 45 minutes, just keep that consistent until that 16 weeks to 12, 12 weeks before your actual marathon. Um, again, just clocking up Ks. It doesn't have to be super fast. You don't want to finish these sessions exhausted. If you're following this routine, you've just done a session the night before, your Wednesday run shouldn't exhaust you. You want to make sure that you're, you're recovering a little bit here as well. Um, so I would aim that with that 12 to 16 weeks before the marathon, gradually build that up about 10 minutes uh, every couple of weeks up to about 90 minutes. You don't really need any more than 90 unless you're trying to break world records. If you're just trying to run a marathon, run a good time, 90 minutes on that Wednesday run is more than enough. Um, as I said, about a three or four effort level. You don't want to be exhausted here. Thursday, again, nice easy run, same as Monday. Then we get to Friday, and this is where we do a bit more marathon-specific stuff. So you're having a couple of days in between these more difficult sessions to um, do some longer, faster kind of sessions, and then the easier days are to recover. So when we get back to a Friday, um, you want to do so, sort of like a tempo run or a race-paced kind of run. So you might start off with a 15 to 20-minute warm-up and then get out for the, the session, which is you might do a 30-minute tempo run, which might be marathon pace is what you run at, or you build that up to 45 minutes to an hour. The, the problem is on race day, if you haven't practiced any of this race day stuff, this race day pace, it can be a bit of a shock to the system. So you just the idea with a run like this is obviously to build your fitness, get the kilometers in your legs, but also just to make sure that you're, you're comfortable at that race pace that you're planning to run it. It's good practice for you just to get a little bit of a feel for it. So on marathon race day, it's not too much of a shock to the system. Um, Saturday, once again, if you're not resting, um, some people might feel like they need a, a rest day here. You might just get out for 45 minutes to an hour, maybe an hour 15 max 
for for an easier run. Your goal here is obviously just to to build up those Ks in the legs. This is all written in in pencil, so um, don't take it as gospel. There's so many different opinions on the marathon as well. Depending on who you talk to, different things seem to work. I've got a little bit of a keep it simple approach, and um, if you can just do these things on a daily basis, I think that's a that's a really good way to start. Um, the second thing that I would really encourage you to do, which is inspired by uh, running physiotherapist Dane Verway, is is build some core work or some stability work. Our Relax Running membership has um, a growing library of strength videos, of um, recovery videos, of core workouts, of glute activation, of muscle stability videos. The beauty with things like that is obviously when you're out running, you're exhausting the muscles. You're constantly just tapping into those muscles and you get pretty tired quick, pretty quick. And if you're not if you're not running efficiently, if you don't have strong muscles, or if you don't have good stability, quite often it can it can lead to injury. So if you can um, include some form of core work into your weekly routine, uh, that'll be a that'll be a really good thing to do. Dane Verway um, has a, a thirty minute activation class for sort of your glutes and glutes and your hammies. He's a hot word in my mind at the moment because Jesse's been doing the the relaxed running twenty eight day program at the moment, and day two is his um, his running activation course which is it's funny jesse woke up so small this so sore this morning jesse's my wife if you don't know that um just through this through this workout that he's put up there so um really try and implement that i'm more than happy to point in the direction of some resources um you're not necessarily trying to be a hero and lift massive weights um though if you are lifting a little bit of heavy weight it's it's unlikely you're going to put on much massive muscle during the process of training for a marathon so um don't worry about bulking up too much it's unlikely that you'll do it. If you do do it, let me know how you did it because uh, I'd be super impressed. Um, yeah, but your idea there is just to develop some strength, some uh, flexibility. Uh, Ryan Mannix is a yoga instructor. We had him on in one of the earlier podcast episodes. I'm trying to remember which episode it was. Um, oh, episode 46. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes uh, on a, on another point. But he was just speaking about the strength, the the flexibility and the, the recovery that you can sort of find through yoga classes as well. So that's just a nice one to, to really complement your, your training. Uh, the, the third thing I wanted to talk about as well is is really practicing your pre-race meals. Diet is is such a, I find it a fascinating subject on the when, when it comes to marathon running because there are, there's just different horses for different courses, different courses for horses. What's the, you know, the expression I'm trying to say? What works well for some people just doesn't work well for others. So the last thing you want to be doing on on marathon race day is coming up with a new meal plan, just trying something else for the first time. I would encourage you before your Sunday long run to treat that Sunday long run as as your race day. By that I mean get up um, the same amount of time before your race to to practice different foods, to practice um, just consuming different carbs uh, of, of different sort of, what do you say, different weights. You don't you want to find out what feels good in your tummy, what feels rubbish in your tummy, if something upsets your tummy. And then you can adapt and adjust over the course of the year. It'd be so nice come race day just to go, all right, I know what time I'm getting up in comparison to what time the actual race is taking place. I know what to eat and when. If you can just, it just takes away so much of the, uh, of the guesswork. I'll never forget that the night before my marathon, for whatever reason, I maybe started to overthink it. I had a I had a pretty solid diet leading up to race day, and then I'll always remember Jesse cooked a massive sweet potato and it had all these fillers, and I was I was stuffing myself because I was thinking, man, I just need to be so fueled up for tomorrow. 
And I remember I got up in the morning and I was like, oh, I just feel heavy, I feel sluggish, I feel yuck. I don't know if it was me overthinking it or if it was a direct comparison to the food, but I remember just running, feeling a little more heavy than what I would have liked to. You wanna, without being too graphic, you wanna figure out um, what you can eat so that you can get into the toilet and uh, and, and running's an ugly sport, lighten your load before you hit that, that, uh, that start line. So really spend some time looking into that um, there's there's plenty of resources uh, the the running membership that we have has uh, you know dietitians speaking about some options alternatives for you to check out which you can find at relaxrunning.com um, just check out the relax running membership if you wanted to see that uh, otherwise shoot me an email I'm more than happy to point you towards some other resources that that might help you out uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about which was inspired by Andy blow in episode 53 if you want to go back and check that out is just like your pre-race meal you want to have a hydration plan this sort of, it goes without saying really, doesn't it? Like, yeah, you're not going to make a long drive without the, the correct fuel in your tank. Otherwise, you're going to break down pretty quickly. Hydration is no different. I'm a, I'm a big fan, and they're a sponsor of the show, uh, which I, I don't take lightly. It's not just a, a pointless plug. I really believe in their product. Precision Hydration is a, um, I would encourage you to check out their website, precisionhydration.com. They go into the, the nitty-gritty details of what you actually need to do in order to be hydrated effectively. they you, you don't just drink more water. One of my best mates went out for a marathon in 2012 and he said the day before he probably drank more water than he ever did in his whole life. I don't know the science behind it, but apparently he flushed out a whole heap of good stuff that he uh, he probably wanted to keep on to and he said he just felt he just felt dead. It was He reckons it was the equivalent of just, he may as well have not drank because he, he said there was just so much that was just flushed out of his system which he really needed to dig into. So. Um, the hydration plan from someone like Precision Hydration would be a great place to start. These guys, they have a free sweat test. Now, what that means is they'll, if you go to their website, I think there's 10 or 15 questions, and they'll ask you about how heavy you sweat, like what's the color of your sweat, um, how often do you sweat, and then from there, they give you recommendations as to which products that you should be taking on in order to help you most effectively. So the other thing that when it comes to your, your hydration plan is, if you're, if you're considering gels or sports drinks or something like what Precision Hydration offers, you want to be able to sample this in your long runs throughout the year. So uh, if I could go back again, I would probably, in the, the longer runs that I would make sure I did, like a 35 to 38K, I would have specific stations within 10Ks of each other where I, I practiced my hydration, where I made sure I was getting in the right carbs, the right sugars, the right fuel I used gels last time, and I'm not sure that I, I used them really well. I didn't look too much into it, but they just they didn't suit me. I just, despite me practicing uh, of taking these gels on uh, fairly consistently in the lead up to it, race day came around, and I was like, oh, I just I just felt yuck taking them on. So make sure you find something that works for you. If it was me, I would personally stick to something uh, a little more liquidy rather than the real gel form because it just didn't quite work but you want to make sure that during that latter stage of the race your your essential fuel stores your your hydration stores aren't completely depleted because man trust me like anyone who saw me running that last 15 to 20 k's of the marathon in melbourne 2018 would probably uh would probably make sure that that was something high on their list because it wasn't a pretty sight um what else have we got here oh i've touched on this briefly but but pace what's your goal? How fast do you want to actually run your marathon? Is your goal just to finish? Well, you don't want to go out like you're trying to break three hours. That ideally, um, 
depending on what it is you're trying to achieve is going to dictate how fast you should go out. If you're just trying to finish, um, I would encourage you to start way slower than you probably feel like you should. The start of any marathon, the adrenaline's up, people go out fast. I think my first K was like 3.45 in that Melbourne Marathon 2018, um, and I was just completely sucked in by by all the people who were equally excited for it as, as what I was. It was just too fast. Um, say if your goal is to run under three hours, I think that's like, I wanna say four minutes 12 per K, don't quote me on that, I'm not 100% sure I've, I've got that right. Um, you don't want to go out faster than four minutes 12 for that first kilometer. In fact, if you start a little bit slower than that and you get to halfway and you still feel quite good, build it up there. You don't want to do the opposite where you start looking at your Garmin, start looking at your watch, and you're thinking, oh, crap, this is uh, this is going to be a long, long way home because you gradually see your splits declining. I remember at about the 24K mark of my marathon, I was like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to do everything I can just to run five minutes for this next K. And psychologically, I was there. I got to the like the 35k mark, and I was like, "Go!" And I reckon I got 40 meters, and there was no way I was holding sub five minute k's. That was a combination of me going out way too fast, not having a, a, an efficient lead up to the race. So, run at a pace slightly slower than the goal race pace, or no faster at the bare minimum. And then, if you're feeling good at 30 k's, um, really, really start to pick it up there. People said to me before I started the marathon that the 30k mark is in fact the halfway point of a marathon. And uh, I wish I'd taken that more seriously because you get to 21K, you feel great. 30K, consider that your halfway point. If you're buggered before that, I've really got to back it off a little bit because it's a long last 12K if you're not careful. Um, the next point I wanted to, to encourage you to get on uh, to was get yourself a good squad. Um, depending on where you are in Australia is gonna dictate the group that you're training with, but uh, Front runner, like the Rathbores Marathon Training Group in WA, I think they're very marathon oriented. So if you wanted to check them out, um, if you're in WA, I'd encourage you to head in that direction. It's just, I think the beauty here was, I, I trained with a great group of blokes who I love training with um, when, when I was preparing for the marathon. But these guys were more targeted, mostly towards sort of short, sharp stuff. A couple of them were triathletes. One of them was um, like a pretty solid 1500 meter runner. And I... I think I just got too sucked into their training program. The other thing is, if you've got yourself a squad, it can make your, your long runs a little bit more uh, or a little bit less lonely. Just to have the atmosphere around you, to have people to chat to, it makes that run a, a little bit more enjoyable. So find a squad, if you can, who have similar goals to you. You're not going to find something, obviously, that just fits everything that you want to achieve 100%. But even if you could find that Sunday long run group, that's a really good place to start. Makes it a less lonely journey. All right, I've got a couple more things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, oh, recovery. This is a huge one. And to be quite honest, distance runners, I, I feel like, honestly, we, we really suck at, at this. Um, we're, we're well and truly aware of how important the long, hard running is. But when it comes to time to, to just putting your feet up and relaxing, I, I feel like it's a little bit more difficult to justify, especially if you're new to the sport, you think, all right, I've got to get fit, I've got to get fit fast, all right, run, 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 run. Uh, the problem is, if you don't recover, that hard work's got no place to absorb. You're just constantly testing your muscles. So give yourself a day off. Give yourself a couple of easy days. Make sure your easy days are very easy. I mentioned Ryan Mannix, episode 46. Um, he speaks about the benefit of a practice like yin yoga. If you want to check out Travis Elliott on YouTube, Baron Baptiste, yin yoga, uh, yoga with Cassandra, She's a gun. Yoga with Adrian. She's a boss. All YouTubers, um, 
The first two guys are full-blown hippies, so don't judge me if you're not into that. However, uh, what they talk about is is really good. And there's a little bit of argument as to how much uh, uh, like a stretching routine or recovery routine like that helps your performance. However, I just that placebo of going out and just feeling good, feeling as though my muscles aren't just super tight and tense, I just enjoy running more that way. So I, I really prioritize that. Ice baths are a really good thing. If you treat yourself once a week, go down to the BP station, servo. If you're overseas, grab yourself a bag of ice from wherever you get a bag of ice. Pour one or two bags of that into half a bathtub and sit in that. That blood will rush deep into your muscles. Just help reoxygenate those muscles and uh, and just help with your recovery. I remember the day after I, um, about 2009, I used to work at an Italian restaurant and uh, it wasn't uncommon for me to finish at like one or two o'clock in the morning Ligon Street in Melbourne. And I remember one Friday night, I had the late shift. I finished at two. I had an 800 meter race that afternoon. And I went home that night. I poured a couple of bags of ice in the, uh, in the bathtub. Because when you're on your feet all day at a place like that, you just feel naturally really heavy. Um, so I went home, put the bags of ice in, sat in the bathtub. And uh, I remember the next day just getting up and going, oh my God, I feel super fresh. And I went out and I, I ran 154 for 800, which for me was like a, I think it was like a two second PB. Um, so ever since then, I'm like, all right, I'm really going to prioritize these ice baths. Things like um, get yourself a massage once a month if you can afford it. Um, do some self-massage if you can't afford the, the 50, 60 bucks or whatever it is. Just get yourself some gels in and just get stuck into your muscles or the sore points. Make sure you're icing the sore points. Um, it, your big goal should just be to, to make sure you're on the start line as fresh as you possibly can be. Make sure you're at the... Uh, Make sure you're continually training um, as consistently as, as you can be. Does that make sense? I feel like I remember. I got caught up on my notes there. What I was trying to say is take care of yourself so you can be more consistent. Consistency is key. Don't rush. You can be a hero in a week um, and train like a superstar Olympian. The goal with marathon process is to keep rocking up. You're going to be a, a, amazed at the improvement that you can see over the course of years. Dino, uh, Dion uh, Finocchiaro? ultramarathon man great bloke friend of mine he's a, a great example of what consistency can do he just recently broke the australian 50k uh, record just ran a crazy time 2012 is when he got started and uh the bloke just consistently rocked up worked hard and uh mate i think the, the results sort of speak for themselves so don't be so impatient i know it's our nature i'm like it too it's so easy to talk about but do your best to focus on um, slow and steady wins the race. Cliche, but cliche for a reason, because it, it works. All right, uh, second last one. I think we've got, what have we got here? B, um, I can't read my own writing here. B, ah, oh, yes, okay. Second last one is I want to talk about just shoes. Get yourself a good pair of shoes. Make sure that um, you see a podiatrist or you go in and get your feet checked. You don't want to be running in shoes which aren't actually designed for long distance running. You don't want to be wearing shoes that are designed for a different foot type to you. Racks Running Membership, again, we have a podiatrist from Melbourne Spine and Sports Medicine who goes through everything that we need to be looking at to, to make sure we're catering for our foot type. So um, spend some time finding the right pair of shoes. It can be a little bit trial and error. Don't get caught into um, thinking you just need to spend the most amount of money. Find last season's model for your foot type. Really good place to start. Uh, and lucky last, just to round this bad boy out, in the famous words of Bruce Lee, be water, my friend. Uh, corny, so corny. What does he mean? Go with the flow. It's like anything in life, marathon training, running training, you're going to hit hurdles. You're going to wake up sore. You're going to have days where you go out and you feel so sluggish and 
the race pace that you want to hit on race day in a 30-minute run might feel so hard. Don't, try not to overthink it. Don't get too emotional about it. It's a honestly the the marathon journey, just like life. It's it's a roller coaster. It's ups and downs, and some days you'll feel good, some days you'll feel bad. Your main goal is not to feel great on a training session. Your main goal is to have a good marathon. You don't even have to feel good when you run that great marathon. All right. All you got to do is is put in the hard work so that when you cross that finish line, you uh, first of all, if that was your goal, you've crossed the finish line. Or second of all, you've hit the time that you want to hit. Don't get too caught up thinking about how you feel. If you're sore, if you're in pain, it's a different thing. Give yourself a rest. If you're just tired, you feel flat, you feel a little bit, I don't know, sluggish, back it off. Just all of this stuff is written in grey letter. As I mentioned, rub out what you don't like, adjust, adapt, uh, just like anything else. All right, as a few thoughts, it's not a conclusive list, but um, I wish I had heard a few more of those in 2018 before my marathon experience. Would love to know if you're watching this on YouTube, just chuck your, your comments down below. What worked for you? What do you wish you knew? Um, because obviously there's there's so many things that go into it. As I've mentioned a couple of times, if you want to get on board for the membership, relaxrunning.com, it's 10 bucks US a month. We've got um, video interviews that you're not going to get on the podcast with just runners, professionals in the field of running, which answer things from hydration to diet to training to recovery to a lot of these things that I've touched on. Um, we also have training programs from 5k through to the marathon from beginner intermediate through to advanced uh, programs are regularly being uploaded as I said my wife just started the the 28 day running challenge so if you wanted to, to get started with that um, jump on board check it out it's a, it's a good little program but guys that's about it from me if you're not following us on YouTube and you're listening to this podcast jump across to YouTube it's quite new but we're getting a, a good solid list of videos up um, so relax running on YouTube but Guys, apart from that, if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love you to leave a sneaky little review, only if you love it. Don't leave a rubbish one because it stuffs up the algorithm, makes it makes us uh, it get caught in all the traffic. All right. So if you don't like it, don't review it. Just 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 hold that opinion to yourself. But if you do like it, hey, go across, leave a little five star review. Let us know what you think. All right, guys, I hope that helps. Best of luck with your training. Best of luck with your marathon. As I said, um, if you want to get in contact with me uh, for any questions, any clarification on anything I said, please do. Otherwise, hey, happy training and, uh, and we'll see you next week.